What's up? What's up? It's Red and Bold. I'm your host, Will Smith, here with my co-host, Joe Mobley. Man, we got a lot to talk about. We've been gone for, for a second, for a minute. Some things have happened in the free agency market. And, you know, um, uh, Chiefs fans are probably a little, 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 little broken hearted right now. But, you know, we got some uh, we got some some positive notes and some things to talk about, man. Before we get started, you know, we're just going to um, on our sponsors here. We're going to talk about uh, 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 J-Mo's Barbecue. Yes, J-Mo's Barbecue. Make sure y'all, uh, you know what I'm saying? Order, order the sauce, man. Order that sauce to go on your barbecue. You know, it's about to be summertime. Y'all about to be out there grilling. You're going to need some sauce on your ribs, some sauce on your burgers, chicken, whatever you want to put it on. You know what I'm saying? So. Be sure to go to jmosbarbecue.com. That's J-M-O-S-B-B-Q.com. So check out J-Mo's Barbecue. You know what I'm saying? Tell them, Joe. Tell them about your barbecue. You know what I'm Come saying? on with it. You know, we appreciate all the love that we get. Uh, sauce is a game changer. You know, let us help you get it right. Make sure that, uh, you know, you're pleased with uh, everything that's going on in that regard. But anybody who has had the opportunity uh, to support us can truly tell you. Uh, that it is a uh, it is a game changing uh, product, and also you know something else we kicked off. We'll uh, we have also started a charity in honor of my father in law. Uh, Remember the cross. Um, if you get an opportunity, we'll certainly uh, share that with you. But you can find inf- more information about this organization and charity at Remember the Cross Inc. Dot com, And um, we just want to bless and help as many people as we can uh, to do things in an excellent way as far as taking care of themselves and supporting those people who may be battling a condition, illness, or any type of handicap to be as independent as they possibly can. But yeah, Will, uh, J-Mo's is up and rolling and uh, great things going on, but uh I'm trying to hear a little bit more about this comic. All right. Where is that at, brother? All right. First, get your energy up. You know, you're sounding like you're dead or something. Like, <laughs> it's so you know, like we know we lost the player, but I mean, this is going to be all right, bro. It's going to be all right. You know what I'm saying? So we got a uh, uh, Legacy AD. Next uh, sponsor is Legacy AD by way of Waywater Entertainment. Legacy AD is a faith-based comic book. Uh, main character's name is Deacon Foster. He is a detective in Atlanta. Chosen by chosen by God to battle crime and uphold justice. So be sure to check that out. It's Legacy AD. We have two issues currently available in the study guide to go along with the first issue. You can get that at LegacyADCartoon.squarespace.com. All right, so we're gonna jump into it, man. Um, we got like I said, we got a lot to talk about. Um, what recently went down um this past week. And something I never thought that um that I would see happen, um, at least not this soon. Or you know, we thought player may players rarely stay with the same team over the whole course of the career. But y'all know what I'm talking about—the loss of um, Tyreek Hill um, to this Chiefs offense and him being traded to the Miami Dolphins. The Chiefs received five picks back. A first rounder this year, um, a second rounder this year, and uh, a fourth rounder, and then a fourth rounder next year, and a sixth rounder next year. So they got five picks, <clears throat> which leaves the Chiefs with two first round picks, two second round picks, two third round picks, and two fourth round picks in this year's upcoming draft, y'all. So I mean, hey, um, the the story is. Um, what I heard via Nate Taylor, um, he's one of the um, uh, reporters that that covers the Chiefs, and also heard uh, uh, Jeremy Fowler spoke up spoke on this also. How the Kansas City Chiefs and the uh, Kansas City Chiefs and Tyreek Hill and uh, his agent Drew Rosenhaus, they were close to a deal, um, closing in on a the deal. They were pretty much going to close, had it already, and what happened was. The Devontae Adams deal dropped and it changed everything, you know. And you know what, man? You know how I blame it on Joe? Who started it off? Who kicked it all off? Jacksonville Jaguars, bro. These brothers signed Christian Kirk 
to top 10 wide receiver money. You know what I'm saying? They almost gave him, I think it came out to about 18 million a year, but it looked like, you know, if you did, if you average it out, it's almost like 22 million a year. I'm like, this brother's not even a top 25 wide receiver statistically. And you pay this mother, this dude, this kind of money, like they overpaid. Like a lot, a lot of people in free agency who who end up getting these early contracts out, giving them out, overpaid. And they definitely overpaid for Christian Kirk. And so that kind of changed the wide receiver market. So Devontae Adams, you know he was gonna get it back. <laughs> well, I mean, you think you got guys that are worth it, you got guys that, like you said at the end of the day, like, how did you do that? And my thing is, you know, as as you listen, you're starting to see that. The conversation amongst the players, the conversation amongst these agents and the understanding and the gap and uh, the demand for basically e- equality and, and and ensuring that, you know, uh, that this money that is available, that this league is generating is being shared uh, uh, as far as how the players see it. Mm-hmm. Uh, in a very equitable fashion. And don't get me wrong. I I get it. People come to see, they come to see the players. They come to see this, you know, there's a number of different things that are going on, but yeah, Christian Kirk. I mean, yeah, you probably did start it off. Devontae. Yeah. You had it coming. Uh, We can certainly appreciate the, uh, you know, the production that he's capable of. We can't ignore it. The the guy's serious business. Um, And we got to turn around and then, you know, at the end of the day, I don't know that it's fair not to say, I mean, based on the numbers, based mm-hmm. on ability, you know, we're looking at the best in the business. Hey, we got to, you know, you you have a right to demand that. And, you yeah, know, he got his bag. I ain't never mad at a guy getting his money, but <clears throat> I'm like, but I don't, yeah. but I don't know. I'm not mad at you, mm-hmm. but as, as, a, as a true fan of mm-hmm. you, I don't know. Matter of fact, I'm quite sure of it that, you know, I guess, you know, I can't say what was worth it. I get your bag, you call it getting the bag. I'm not going to count your coins. I don't know. My thing is, is that what well, your your previous contract with the Chiefs was 30 something, 34, 35 million, something like that. And my thing with it is, at what point is there a period or diminishing margin of returns on so much money. Mm, right. And, and, and that's my thing is at what point is, and, and I mean, I'm sure it's different for everybody. And for some people, I'm sure they can never have enough, you know, as mm. far as like, I'm saying. I wonder, and I wonder if it was like yeah. easier for him, <clears throat> for Tyreek, because he already has that Super Bowl ring. So it's like, I got the ring, you know, that's the ultimate thing. And so now I'm, I'm going to make sure that you know what I'm saying? I get paid. I feel like he is to me like he's the best, the best wide receiver in the league to me. Like um, there's no other receiver in the league that can do what he does. Like physically, he's like like people say once in a lifetime generational talent type guy. Like I've the closest thing I've seen to Tyreek, the closest thing I've seen to Tyreek before Tyreek was Ty- Tyreek Hill was Percy Harvin. That dude was a beast. And the only reason, if he had not had migraines, that brother was like special too. And so like, they don't come around too often. And so I understand Tyreek saying like, hey, he's getting paid this. I'm younger than him by at least a year. Like I I should get this. I'm the fastest receiver in the league. Like he has, like he has tape and he has, you know, he has um, stats to back everything up that he says in, in, in game tape. So, but the thing is like, some people would be like, well, why, did, why didn't y'all just keep him for the year because he was still on the contract? Well, it said that um, Nate Taylor said that he was already prepared to sit out the season. Like he was going to hold out if the Chiefs didn't pay him. And so it was better for the Chiefs to go ahead and do the trade versus um, keeping him on the team, kind of being strapped financially, not being able to fill certain spots and then getting nothing for him next season. Right, like I mean, he leaves the team in free agency, or you don't get anything for him. I mean, it's business. I mean, and my thing is that's right. what, so it was a business decision. So you gotta, you know, with Veach, you know, this is where you know what I'm saying. In Veach, we trust. My thing with it is, you look at some of these other deals that took place, mm-hmm. and some of the other things that people got for these guys. 
the the reality of the situation is you couldn't pay him what he want what you wanted to pay him this year. I was going to be definitely detrimental to the team overall. Right. And you certainly were not going to be in a position to have any type of leverage to negotiate with this uh, with Tyreek next year. So my thing with it is you got five legitimate picks that are um, as valuable as they can be in the fact that I don't feel like we are short on a high ability mm-hmm. to pick talented players. I think that our scouts and those that contribute to the decisions that we make as far as the players that we choose mm-hmm. is solid. But you can't you can't really like you said, you can't can't I'm not mad at you for getting your bag. I'm not mad at you for getting your money because it was truly this year for you are potentially never. Uh your 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 ability to play football uh, not only this year, but next year is not written in stone. Mm-hmm. Uh, we can't foresee Percy Harvin, a uh, great example, uh, mm-hmm. had no- nothing but uh, the brightest of futures in him. Uh, but, you know, I'm, I'm sure nobody ever foresaw, you know, the struggle that he had with the headaches. And mm-hmm. uh, nobody saw that basically causing that man to have to say, hey, I can't, I can't do this anymore. Yeah. Because I don't remember how old he was when he tipped out, but yeah. I don't believe, I don't remember it being the oldest. Tyreek, solid, solid, excellent receiver. Doesn't mm-hmm. complain, in my opinion. Hardcore. I heard a little bit of conversation about maybe him and Andy not always seeing necessarily eye to eye because of Tyreek's disposition. But... You know, we knew what we were getting with this guy. And if you listen to his press conference as he goes into Miami, mm-hmm. uh, quite frankly, I can say it, you know, boldly. I appreciate the transparency to the extent that he was willing to share it. Uh, but let's be real. You got your bag, but I think that might have been all you're going to get. I don't think yeah. you got else coming away. Well, he's going to, I feel like it's going to be. He's going to, uh, reality is going to hit him during the season. Like we were talking about kind of earlier on the phone about <clears throat> him playing with, uh, Tua and Tua is being a, a huge difference between Tua and Patrick Mahomes and the guy that's throwing you the ball. So, um, another aspect I want to talk about, uh, even prior to that trade, um, the Chiefs were really sitting nice with by the addition of Juju Smith Schuster. And so they, they were going to have, it was like, oh, snap, Tyreek. Juju, Nicole, Josh Gordon with a full off season. You know, they signed a young man um, who <clears throat> who was a former first rounder, Corey Coleman. Um, he seemed to be I'm trying to think. Did he play with the Jets? But when he he was he's been out. I think he's been out of the league for like a year. But he's a very good return man, return specialist. So I see him doing a lot of re- um, in the return game, kind of taking that that Byron Pringle role where Pringle used to return uh, punts and kickoffs. And he's, he's also a pretty good receiver. He's not too bad. So he's definitely going to be able to help the team, but uh, the addition of Juju and then like this news coming and it's like, Oh snap. Okay. So uh, I didn't see this coming. I no, I don't, I don't think anybody was expecting Tyreek not to be here. And I, and I wonder if Juju, you know, if it's straight up what you said mm-hmm. and, and let's be real. If we didn't have Juju already right now, that contract oh, yeah. would be different. You you talk about Devontae, you know, turning stuff around. Uh, what Devontae did now for those free agents that are remaining, right. how, many, how many of those guys truly feel in their minds that they can justify the same bag or something close to it? Mm-hmm. And now... You know, you're out here trying to deal. Uh, I think that there has to be a piece of humble pie somewhere. Like when yeah. you start talking about the honey badger, mm-hmm. my, my high recommendation to you would be, <laughs> hey, I know you said you want to be here. Uh, I think that, you know, you're that's great. But I think that a lot of people watch how you played last year uh, versus your first two years. And what we saw was either one or two things. 
either you were being careful because you didn't want to get hurt before a contract year, or we saw somebody who's approaching the age of 30 and uh, may potentially be losing a step. Mm -hmm. So it's a two-way street to some extent. And in the same breath, like you said, it's business. We got five picks, man. I'm excited. I'm excited about that. I'm excited. I'm sorry. I am too. I'm excited about it. the offense. So let's talk, talk about. So we we got Juju, McCole right. Hardman, um, Josh Gordon, who people I think are forgetting about with a full offseason. And we just added Marquez Valdez Scantlin um, yesterday. And we also added a uh, running back, which is, uh, I think, is a key addition, Ronald Jones from the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. And so Valdez Scantlin, man, he, he's um, he's a fast receiver. Um, he can definitely stretch the field. Um, he ran um, his 40 time was a 4.37 um, from the NFL Combine. So he's got speed too. Um, he's a tall, uh, I think he's like 6'4. You Very know what tall. I'm saying? Yeah. It's and, an excellent target. And, there, and Juju's an like a physical dude. Like Juju's a physical, like possession receiver, but Juju's very effective in the red zone, right? Then, like you said, you were talking about Fortson earlier um, when we were talking on the phone, Jody Fortson. Or I think my, my I'll talk to my father. That was my dad. We were talking about it, and he's like, "Yeah, I can't wait to see Fortson." You're, you're talking about you're talking about a possession receiver in Juju. He's a possession receiver, mm-hmm. and he's gonna cause you problems. He's not afraid to deal with the punishment across the middle. Yeah, he's physical. He's physical. He doesn't shy away from contact. Not at all. And now you now you brought in again MVS, mm-hmm. and you're trying to figure out well. How does that benefit us? And my thing with it was, is that our formula, let's also settle on this. Mm-hmm. Our formula last year had to change because defenses were playing basically cover too deep on us. You had two safeties over the top mm-hmm. and, and our wide receivers, even as fast as Tyreek Hill is, uh, teams had made up our mind. You might beat us. But you're not about to sit up here and mm-hmm. throw this man five and six hundred yards. We're not gonna do that. We're gonna put two people back here, and and you know you may catch us slipping to some extent. But we quickly learned that we were no exception to the rule. Mm-hmm. What do you got to do? You have to take a fifteen yard pass here. You have to take a ten yard pass here. You have to take a six yard run. Well, you're gonna play. You're gonna play the same rule that we plan. And if not, you know, we're going to put you in a predicament where, you know, unfortunately, time is going to run out and you're going to find yourself behind. You're not going to be able to overcome this. So, no, I'm excited. I like it because if I'm if if I'm a defense that called myself remotely getting used to or and or have figured out the Chiefs offense, I got to start over now. This is scratch. Mm-hmm. This ain't about blowing. This is not about blowing the top off of people anymore. Do we have some guys that can still make you put a safety back there and ensure that you're providing necessary support? Certainly so. But the reality of it is, is what we have now are a lot of guys that are potentially possession receivers and a couple of them that if they catch you slipping, you'll still be looking for them and they'll be in the end zone, you know, giving you the deuces. But you got physical guys now. Juju is nothing to shy away from. And you got a lot of free agents left. I mean, depending on that, we got free agents that are still out there. Jarvis Landry. They're out there, but the money. We got the cap space now, too. There to have conversations with these guys. Mm -hmm. Yes, they they could go like a a, a myriad of different ways, man. Like, I mean, don't forget that we still have to sign Orlando Brown Jr. um, to a contract. But they do have uh, a lot more cap space than they had before. We've got picks that we could use. They could they could possibly like trade for a DK Metcalf and using those picks, and that would be ooh. I mean, he ain't Tyreek, but ooh, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. And my thing with it is though, and now you've gotten to a point where again, was this about this? My thing is to to try to replace Tyreek to me is insanity. Yeah, you can't replace him. He can't replace that. But DK would be a uh, imagine DK 
um, Valquez, uh, Valdez, Scantlin, uh, Juju, Nicole Hartman. That's nasty. That's still nasty. You got the best combination of possession receivers and speed. You are putting able and speed. Don't get me wrong. Oh, we going to score on you real fast. Probably still. Yeah. But the reality of it is, is it's probably going to take us about two, three more plays than it did previously. But this is the thing. People have to understand. Still got Travis Kelsey. I don't care if he's almost 40. Still the coldest tight end in the league. No, And he's not, it don't even remotely look like he's about to slow down. Yeah. And you just improved your running game tremendously. You just got to a point where now you have other wide receivers that are tipping in here. Uh, got to believe this is a make-or-break year for McCall Arby. You know, you either will – or you won't. And if you won't, this is probably about the end of the road for you. He's going to have to prove himself in a very, very solid manner this year. I think it's going to be required of him in order to stay here in Kansas City. Because here it goes. going to have to prove himself? Huh? I said, who's going to have to prove himself? McCole Hart. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Gonna have to prove, this is a, this is a, well, I mean, because here goes the reality. If our front office is bold enough to get rid of a piece or not get rid of, but to trade or to utilize a piece to further leverage the overall good of the team, like Tyreek Hill, mm-hmm. hey, hey, McCall, hey, you, you might want to hurry up because what I can tell you is, is that Patrick Mahomes is going uh, to always create an atmosphere that is appreciated by what I will call mercenary personnel. Those guys who I'm not looking to try to find nowhere to be for four or five years. Just give me somewhere where I can go for a year and finish strong and have an opportunity to get So you they're going to be like uh, Calipari so, and Kentucky, the one and dunners? You're going to change the, put, the gonna, NFL, but, the one and dunners? Yeah, I mean, I mean that's that's, I mean, I'm not saying that 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 there's always going to be yeah, you're um, going to can't, can't sustain that. Think, yeah, but when those when those opportunities present themselves, right, you're gonna you're gonna take advantage of it to some extent. When we look at Ingram, mm-hmm. I mean, look at it. It's not even about offense at that point. We're talking about defense. But let's be real. How many more years you think he got? Let me um. But I want to bring to some people's attention, like <clears throat> some people feel like, oh no, the Chiefs are just gonna fall off. Tyreek Hill, oh, they, they needed him, whoopie woo. Um, and granted, like I'm not one to, um, I'm definitely not going to try to diminish what he meant to our team or tear him down. Like man, he's like I said, I still, I'll probably watch Miami to just to see Tyreek and what he does. Um, but there here are some stats of Patrick Mahomes without Tyreek Hill in games that he did not play. It says, uh, and this comes from statmuse.com. That's S-T-A-T-M-U-S-E.com. Statmuse.com says Patrick Mahomes has a passer rating of 103.1 with 1,737 yards, eight touchdowns, and one interception in five games. Golly, that's a lot of you. (laughs) In five games without Tyreek Hill in his career. So he averages 25 completions a game. Or should I say he averaged 25 completions a game without Tyreek? He had uh with 39 attempts. Um his percentage uh was or completion percentage was 63.5. He averaged 347.4 yards a game, um averaged 8.8 yards per pass, um, and he averaged 1.6 touchdowns a game, and he had uh so I mean like Mahomes balls like his first game that he ever played, he didn't he didn't have starters in the game. Like he 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 got Albert Wilson paid. You remember that that first game against Denver where he had to play with the backups and he was playing against Denver starters. He balled out. So, I mean, I'm not worried about like I said, like you said, I'm excited because I think the Chiefs are going to have a more balanced and complete team on both sides of the ball, and it's going to look different. But Mahomes is still going to be Mahomes. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I mean, the sacrifice goes here. There's a level of respect that I think as fans, we can always have and appreciate for Tyreek Hill. Mm -hmm. 
Yeah, but you turn around and you look at it like you said. How can you not be optimistic about the outcome of these picks that you have in front of you, about these free agents that you've been able to bring in here? How can you not be optimistic about the mercenaries that will one day, they will one day look and find that, hey, I'm going over here with Patrick Mahomes because here goes the reality of it. If I'm in the AFC, the reality of it is, is that there's a strong likelihood that you're going to have to deal with the Kansas City Chiefs at some point if you want to make it to the Super Bowl. And so far, for the last four years, that remains true to the extent of four AFC Championship game appearances in a row with two Super Bowl appearances and one one, okay? So my thing with it is, is that this is probably, you know, as good of a situation, in my opinion, as any professional athlete playing football in their last year or two could hope for. And, you know, I know Tyreek is not 30 or anything like that, mm-hmm. but how long do you expect him to be the fastest man in how much longer do you think he has? Yeah, as far as the fastest, he's got maybe two, maybe three years left. So he'll yeah. still be fast after that, but he won't be the fastest because you're going to lose a step. You're going to lose mean, a step. But you got his... linemen running four threes. You got linemen. <laughs> and that's my thing. Yeah, you these guys linemen. these guys coming up now, man. They, they're getting faster, bro. They're, not getting, they're getting faster. The big these boys man. be eating, man. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And then, um, yeah, and so we, I want to talk about the addition of, like, uh, it was announced today. I saw, I believe, Arrowhead Live on Twitter may have broke it first yesterday, saying that um, pretty much the Chiefs had a deal with Ronald Jones from Tampa Bay, the former running back from Tampa Bay. And um, I'm like, oh, that's kind of, that's huge. And somebody kind of compared to say he's kind of like similar to a, a, a Kareem Hunt. And if you go back and watch his footage, He's very physical. He's got speed. He's actually probably faster than Kareem, I believe, um, with his speed. Can run between the tackles, break tackles. Um, he, they said he does have a little problem with holding on to the ball. Can run between the tackle, right? Amazing hands. Yeah, I thought Kareem Hunt was one of the best receivers that we had. Uh, still stand on it to this day. We overreacted. Kareem Hunt should still be a Kansas City Chief. I don't care if nobody agrees. Yeah. Or not. yeah. Yeah, but I mean, I mean, the, the whole we already know the whole thing with that was the lie. That I, was it. That was it. I get it, but that's whatever. Yeah, all I'm saying is everybody should be able to tell one or two of that. Let me be quiet. At any rate, uh, Ronald is, you know, like I said, the footage that you encouraged me to go watch. What I see is somebody who has the same propensity. They're gonna come in here. They're gonna run hard. And like you said, I do agree. He looks like he may have a little bit more of a higher gear uh, as far as his speed. Mm-hmm. And the reality of it is you still got Clyde back there. Um, I think that what I would encourage people and where I would still say, whether you love us, can't stand us, whatever the case is, the Chiefs, is that what you saw us do last year to Cincinnati in the first quarter and three-fourths of the second quarter where you could easily see that we were on pace to probably run for close to 200 yards. Yeah. If that had been the case. If we had kept running the ball. If we had <laughs> kept running the ball and everything else. And I'll leave that there. You know, I was just going to say that. Whatever I know a lot of people say, you know, Cincinnati beats y'all fair and square. Let me go ahead and say this myself. Uh, I don't believe that. Okay, I'm not <laughs> going to say anything else. Everybody call it fair and square, whatever. Something we didn't talk about it because this is our fo- first show since it. But what I'm saying is, is that, Will, I don't believe. I don't believe that what we saw there is ever going to be fully explained or an explanation. Yeah. Yet. And I can say this in the fact that how does the number one offense or at least the top three offenses, a team that's been in that rank for the last four years in a row, 
struggled to get one yard, not mm. only once, but twice, mm. and then have a falling out because you got somebody who wanted to kick a field goal instead. Yeah. You got a coach. It just a lot of the things that happened there in that game versus mm. Cincinnati don't add up. And then we turn around and two weeks later, we had to watch the Rams walk this. Yeah, the Chiefs would have definitely more than likely won that game. Oh or it would have definitely been a, would have been a good game. But I think the Chiefs, I think the Chiefs beat the Rams. Um, and then if you look at the Cincinnati games, like the regular season game and the playoff game in its totality, I mean, like people acting like the Bengals just like often ran away with it. It's like they were three point games. Both I mean, games were lost by three points. <laughs> so it's not like, you know, I mean, the Chiefs were always there. I mean, the Chiefs are going to, I think the Chiefs are going to be, this season may be the best Chiefs team that Patrick Mahomes has played with since he's been, you know, a starter for the Chiefs. I believe that it's going to be more complete, like I said, on both sides of the ball after this draft and free agency and we get all the pieces because we're still adding pieces. There's a possibility I heard the Chiefs were going after um, Stephon Gilmore, if he brings his price down, that would be a huge get. But there are some other cornerbacks out there, you know, veteran cornerbacks that we could add that that would be nice. You know well, I mean, you, you can go that route, but you've already brought in Reed. And well, he's a safety. You know, and yeah. so I'm talking about cornerbacks. So we have Fenton. Right now, we only have three, really. We got, I mean, we have some other, I mean, we have Fenton. We have Sneed and we have um, DeAndre Baker. And but that's but here goes the reality: we didn't even really get to see Baker because of his, you know, situation injury. Right, there. but you still need a veteran corner. I mean, I if they if I they get a veteran corner, and I nope. and I, I'm pretty sure they'll probably draft one. Yes, Joe, we go we go, we just disagree on this one because well, I believe that because the reality of the situation, we didn't have no we look. We have Tavares Wood was a vet. I mean, pretty much you can call him a veteran because he had, of the years that he played. I appreciate the contract that he went out and got. Yeah. Praise God. But here goes the reality of the situation. Come on, Will. We're in a league now where teams, the, the name of the game. You need multiple corners. You, you need can have multiple corners. Every corners you want. I'm talking about good. And you can you have need you depth can, at cornerback, bro, in this passing great. league. You can have great, you can have great cornerbacks. You can have wonderful. You can go get the cornerback of your choice. You talking? I know you're gonna go to edge rusher, but that's. No, I want an edge rusher. So what are you talking about? Like, <laughs> well, what I'm saying what are you talking is, talking about? I'm saying we got we brought in Reed. Okay, we safety. already we are safety. We already have the other safety. Juan Thornhill. Um, you got you got you got Thornhill. I think we signed a guy named Devin Bush. And that's fine, but you brought in some gentlemen that, in my opinion, these guys are ready to go. Thornhill is hungry. There's no reason for him not to want to prove himself. Reed, let's just remember this. There was one person who laid a lick on Mr. Cheetah who sent him to the bench, (laughs) and we now have that gentleman on our team. Uh, My thing with it is is that your offense – is about to go into a different mode. We're going to, we're not, the name of the game with the Chiefs, in my opinion, is not going to be, we want to put up 28 points on you in four minutes. It's going to be, we're going to put up about 35 points on you, but we're going to do it in a manner that is going to be probably not very entertaining. So you're talking about, I was referring to defense, you went to offense. So what's your point defensively? Because you always my, need cornerbacks. But that's my point, though. Is what is it? Defensively, <laughs> defensively, I don't have to sit up and worry about receivers running all over the place and all of that because you're probably not going to get the ball that much anymore. I think part of our defensive scheme from this point forward, based on the fact that we no longer have I mean, let's face it, that one in time in a lifetime player, I don't know that we'll ever see another person that can immediately do it, but you have players out there that would argue that they're that they're capable. I, I wonder what they're gonna have to do to pay Chase. But really? I'm just yeah, I'm just saying though, but my point in it is 
you gave me two solid safeties. You started talking about Fenton. He wasn't horrible. You you talked about right. I'm, that's not what I'm. My point is. Let me say. Those guys are good that we have, but you need depth at corner. You need. They have three. They you need to add a cornerback, whether it be a free agency or whether it's the draft. But I feel like they're going to add a veteran corner. Like I said, they've been. They want to. They want to try and get Stephon Gilmore, which would be a good add because then you have four good corners. One that's very good is Stefan Gilmore, who's only 31 years old. So he's got at least two more years left in the tank. And so what I'm saying is you need good corners because of the this passing league and this offense. Um, you have to have depth at the cornerback position. It has, the game has changed. You don't need – it used to be two. It used to be two. Would you take Gilmore or would you take Honey Badger back? Which one would you take? They play two different positions. That's my point. You're talking it. about, you said Justin. But I get it. He plays corner. Spags, Spags plays. Hold on. Listen, listen. Spags likes to play um, like dime packages, nickel packages. He likes to play with multiple defensive backs on the field. He likes to mix his corners and safeties. So that's what I'm saying. It's like you act like it's a bad thing to want to add a cornerback. Whether it's, a, whether it's a it's veteran a or if you're, I'm not or, it's a bad thing to want to add a cornerback. Yeah. And if you get them, fine. But what, yeah, I'm, what, you talk about? what <laughs> I'm saying what I'm saying is, is I don't see it as a necessity for our defense's success. It is a necessity. DBs are a necessity because guess what? What if one gets injured? That's why you I'm need death. We're going to have enough of them out there. Just not, may not. You can't have. Okay. Would you want Philip Gaines out there? I don't think he was horrible, bro. I mean, he wasn't horrible. Bro, you about to make me scream in his microphone. Philip Gaines was trash. Well, he's not. He was horrible. He's not the guy that we drafted. But we we did draft Philip Gaines years ago. Yes, we did. Bro, Philip Gaines and the gentleman that we saw come out there who got walked like a dog, okay, against Cincinnati. Chase made him trip over himself where the other guy... What was his talking name? about Mike Hughes. That's why I'm saying you can't He's have just guy. any He's corner. Gone. That's why I'm saying you cannot just have any average cornerback out there. You don't want a low grade cornerback. You want good corners. Philip Gaines wasn't bad as Mike Hughes. Yes, they both were bad. They were equally bad. What are you talking about? I never saw. You don't Phillip want. Gaines I'm gonna ball. tell you like this. As a from a former defensive back, you don't want horrible defensive backs on your team because it only takes one. Like we had a, a bad safety in Sorensen who didn't who would uh. It only takes one guy to blow his assignment. So I'm saying that we need we need another corner. The Chiefs are going to get a cornerback. Watch. You are I'm telling you, they're going to get a and corner with you got you yeah. got plenty of But picks don't act like it's not a need or a necessity. It is. Uh, man, but you can't if if I if I draft a cornerback, that's not a veteran corner. But I, what if I'm I saying is I'm, I'm saying whether it's via free agency, whether it's a vet or via the draft, they're going to get a corner. That's my point. That you and need that's a, fine. You need and I'm saying that's is a necessity. Okay, but it don't have to be Gilmore. I didn't say it had to be him. You it's missed a, my whole point. It, 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 <laughs> but I'm not missing your point. I get you the are. fact that we have to, we got to add corners because of the amount of we that, got. That was my, that's what I'm saying, man. Whether it's Gilmore or somebody that. else, you need another good corner. That's all I'm saying. You so going all like, oh. <laughs> I don't feel like, well, hold on a second. We got to move on. Like we got to get out of here. Because we can talk about this. Huh? Fenton, Fenton was. I never bad. said Fenton was bad. I like, dude. Fenton is one of the he's underrated. Fenton is underrated. Fenton is one of the best corners on our team. After Legere Sneed, Fenton is your best corner. He's he was better than Ward to me. So I've never I didn't even say anything about Fenton being bad. I said we have three corners currently on the team. We have DeAndre Baker, Fenton, and Legere Sneed. I never said Fenton's one of my favorite guys on this defense. He's a baller. But that's my thing, though. If I if I bring in Gilmore, that's great. You know, okay, that speaks to that need. But that's why I asked you the question: Would what? you rather would you rather bring in Gilmore or bring the Honey Badger back, who can also come they, up? You can bring play. them both in because they play two different positions. I, I'm not saying that they play two different but I positions. Asked you if you had to choose one, if you had to choose one, what would you bring in? If I had to choose one, I'd probably bring in Gilmore. Okay, I mean that's fair. I'm just you saying. know what I'm saying. That's, because you got name. Justin Reed, you got Juan Thornhill, so you got you know your base. You know what I'm saying that's your base. 
And then they just got another guy, Devin Bush. He can't be any worse than Sorensen was. I, I would imagine, like, you know. So if I had to choose one, I'd choose Gilmore. You know what I'm saying? Because then you would have your three your three starting corners would be Sneed, Fenton, and Gilmore. That's how nice. Much think, how much money do you think Gilmore's going to be? They said he's asking for too much right now. So I don't know what the market the market is for corners right now. I think uh, they may have thought it's going to be one thing and it ain't. So some teams probably like, okay, because the Chiefs said unless he comes down, you know, they not they not going they not going they not going to hold him. We just, I mean, my thing with it is is that you know we not we not going to do six in one hand and, a, and six in the other. My thing don't make no sense. Okay, you just deal what was necessary to mm-hmm. ensure that your team had an opportunity to make itself competitively viable when it mm-hmm. came pursuing free agents and also being able to sign the quality of the draft picks that it looks like you may have an opportunity to embrace. So yeah. my point when it comes to Stefan Gilmore mm-hmm. is this. The reason that you're not hearing can Are you tapping on your desk? I did tap it a little Don't tap don't tap on the desk. You gonna he's gonna mess up the whole audio, y'all. Yeah. <laughs> my point in it is okay. My point in it is is that I'm not going to, you know, basically bite off a nose spike my face. Dude, I just got rid of the best wide receiver and I got rid of trading, whatever you want to call it. I just logistically moved him along to ensure the overall well-being of the team. If mm-hmm. I bring in Gilmore and your demand is so great right. that we're already having to pause like this, then to me, nah, I'm going to say it again. Bring me back to Honey Badger. It might not be veterans minimum. It may be close. I don't know. It's going to be much lower than what he thought he was going to get. I'm sure it may be much lower than what he thought he was going to get. You bring him back in here for a year. You want to perform? Great. You don't want to perform? Hey, gather your things, bro. No more. <laughs> It's too no. I'm gonna tell you. <laughs> no, I'm sorry. It's too. But, he, but, he wrong two, but it's two two things he did wrong. Yeah, two, you said yeah. Tell me. And I'm gonna tell you what they are. Quick, <laughs> you got invited to turn on the plaza lights. Hey man, that's a pivotal event here in Kansas City. It always has been. You decided that hey, I, I can't make it. I'm not gonna do it for whatever reason it was, and it never came out to be anything worthwhile. Then after you say, I can't turn on the plaza lights, you turn around and make a statement about the fan base being whatever you wanted to say they were. Okay, so two no-nos. You violated violated an important thing to the city. You're not from here. Maybe somebody didn't do well enough to say, hey, bro, you know, you can already committed to that. That ain't something you want to do. And then next year, contract year, you're just going to be good. And then you turn around on top of that. And I felt like you dumped a little salt on the wound to say, you know, this fan base, you kind of made a comment out. Mm-hmm. My recommendation to you would be don't ever do those two things again. And yeah, you should never generalize a fan base because not all fans have the same opinions or feel the same way. So that's the that's that's never a good thing when you generalize. And there you go. You're on the Super Bowl talk show with tears in your eyes because you hope that they want to bring me back. And I hope that I hope that I did enough. Uh, here goes what you did do. You you talked too much. And I'm gonna tell you, <laughs> you know, I just said it to you on Twitter, brother. Hey, man. This ain't that deep. Well, you know, the Lord did this, Lord. Hey, man, let me tell you what the Lord knew. The Lord knew that this was going to be what was required, just like you knew what was going to be what was required. And your thought process was because many commentators and anchors have built it up that the defense was what it was because of your presence. Mm -hmm. Uh, You you really, really bought into that. And you bought into it to an extent where you really may have uh, put a little bit too much more uh, on on your value, on your stock than you should have. Don't lie to yourself. And the thing about it is, dude, it changes everything. Stop tapping the desk. Tyreek Hill is gone. And my thing is, if Tyreek Hill, if Tyreek Hill was um, 
you know, basically no exception to the rule for whatever strategy it is that our front office has, then certainly somebody who violated two major aspects of whatever you would consider appropriate and decent for uh, being uh, an upstanding member of the community and maintaining a decent uh, rapport with the fan base. Dude, KC's fan base, I don't care what you say, we are the best fan base, in my opinion, that there is. I don't see where it gets no better. You don't want to tell... You don't want to tailgate nowhere. Well, we have we definitely have some of the greatest fans, yeah. but in but in every fan base, you gotta have some some ignorant some ignorant people that say some silly stuff in each fan base. And that's gonna so no matter where you go, you know what I'm saying it's gonna be some fans that say some stuff that you don't like that don't know may 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 not know too much about football and just say ignorant stuff. You know what I'm saying? So you just got to let that fly on by, brush it off your shoulder, keep it moving because you know what you got to do. You can't pay attention to everything that's on social media or on the radio. You know what I'm saying? You know who you are as a player. But Pops pops will tell you every day. My father tell us every day. When you wake up in the morning, you get ready to go to work, you always got to leave a little bit of room for ignorance Mm -hmm. because you know that it's going to be somebody from that level and that perspective as a professional that's mm-hmm. going to require you to endure something <laughs> what they're going to present you. Yeah. And my thing with it is, bro, I think there was a couple of times last year, and I said it during different shows, there was a couple of times last year where we didn't get the most out of him. And yeah. I didn't I mean, get the yeah. most out of him because remember one time he was like, man, you know, I, I just can't play this week. You know, what? You know, dude, this is an important game. You know, it's cracking, bro. You know, you just say honey badger like this. You know, remember when he was first coming out? Honey badger just don't care. And me and everybody went to go look at the video of the honey badger. The honey badger sitting up fighting a poisonous snake. The snake then bit him. The badger passed out, got back up. Then he ate the snake. <laughs> <laughs> My point in it is, there was nothing honey. You had flashes of honey badgers. And then you wanted to turn around mm. and justify and probably require so much. But mm. I'm going to tell you something and I'm leaving it alone. Mm. When you do that to the front office of a team, thing people really need to pick up on if you're a player in Kansas City or you want to be a player in Kansas City. Our front office is, is a very, very straightforward, legitimate deal with people in the right way type of situation. I mean, Tyreek Hill had no problem thanking, you know, Brett Veach and Andy Reid. Because, you know, you see it for what it's worth. Dude, you're not getting that back here. This your opportunity. You're not going to wait on it till next year because you could get hurt and never get the bag. So my thing with it is we offer what you, we can offer you. We respect the fact that, hey, we can put you in a situation where we can trade you for something that's going to be good for us and good for you. So yeah, and, here, uh, in the that. end, in the end, it's probably going to work out <clears throat> better for Kansas City just because of, like I said, just the draft picks. Like you can really build a team through the draft picks because if you get good players through the draft, then you have good players for the next four to five years on low contracts. You know what I'm saying? On very reasonable low contracts that are playing at elite levels and so it's going to work out in the end better and then it's going to people are going to see a Mahomes or just how good Mahomes is like because a lot of people were accrediting Mahomes success to you know Tyreek oh well he's got Tyreek Hill uh, uh you know that's why he's playing so well if such and such had their receivers and Travis Kelsey you know what I'm saying so people are going to see just how good Mahomes is and how he can he can elevate the players on his team so I look yeah, forward I mean, to it, man. Thing is, I mean, Honey Badger said it best. I have no problem. I love him. I hope he decides or some way makes it back. I think he has a great potential. I think more than anything, what I respect is his ability to lead. And I think that's what, when you talk about a veteran presence, cornerback, safety, linebacker, defensive line, when you want to bring me a veteran presence, bring me somebody that when they speak, okay, I'm not talking about somebody got to come in and earn it. 
bring me somebody who already has it. They can come in that locker room, talk to our defense, and have those guys go out there and lay it on the line. Tyran said, Tyran said it best. Hey, when egos run wild, this is his tweet. When egos run wild, and if I'm messing up the end of it, keep yours in check. Okay. Mm, yeah. And that's what and that's what we see. He finally is waking up to it. You, know, you had a lot of different stuff. Why is Tyreek Hill going? He told you, hey man, $120 million. Nobody put that in your face. That's a lot of money. I respect that, but we all know it's gonna be days in Miami when Tyreek Hill is gonna have to go in the locker room, get on his phone, check his bank account, and say, Okay, I can do it. I can do it. I can I can endure this. Because you walked away. Make no mistake about what you left. So we know one Super Bowl must have been enough because the likelihood of you getting another one, mm. it went down a lot. I'm not saying it's impossible, but it's not very likely anymore. So you so, look at a lot of different things. Yeah. You got to take that into consideration. Yeah. And then, I mean, then considering his age too, where he doesn't have, you know, too much longer as far as like, you know, um, in the NFL, once you hit that 30 mark, that's considered like, uh, you know, getting yeah. up there. So. Yeah. Um, and, we, and we got, I mean, let's, I mean, we got even, let's even, just real quick though. You know, it, it, it's 30 to new 25 because because Brady's back. <laughs> you know what? Being uh, 43 now, 30 is still young to me. You know what I'm saying? But, <clears throat> you know, NFL, you know, the, 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 the hits on the body and just the wear and tear and the physicality of it, you know, kind of slows some guys down. But, I'm, a, uh, I'm looking at a tweet right now, um, and I want to read this and <clears throat> see your thoughts real quick. We'll talk about talk about this real quick and go ahead and end the show. You know what I'm saying? Um, we can go on and on talking about the Chiefs and, and different aspects. But this is uh, Jordan Schultz. He's got a blue check mark. <laughs> I don't know who he is, but it's Jordan Schultz. He tweeted a significant interest for James Bradbury around the league. You know, Bradbury's a very good corner. Um, considering Joe showing and the Giants will also pay a portion of his salary, I'd expect a trade for the Pro Bowl corner. Would be shocked if he's released. It says Chiefs in play, as we said, with hopes of a multi-year extension. That would be a nice... Bradbury's a good corner. I remember he used to play, I think he played with the Panthers, but remember? And I um, think, like you said, you start talking about that they mentioned them being willing, it sounds like, to pay a portion of his salary. There. Yeah, that, that makes a difference when the Giants said they'll pay a portion of his salary. Yeah, I think that that's what it's going to come down to. And I think it's going to come down to uh, it making sense. I think as a front office, you know, just like anybody else, uh, you learn as you go. And you got yourself in a position now you still have uh, the propensity of a team that can become a dynasty. And I think that the way that you manage that best, and probably it comes true to a certain extent, is you have to kind of follow the New England blueprint. Uh, they always brought in quality players, some of them, uh, you know, veterans, some of them rookies, some of them uh, draft draft uh, players, whatever you want to call it, but they came up with a formula to ensure that those players that were part of their team were well prepared to serve in the roles that were required. It spoke to the team's overall scheme and to make waves. A lot of times those guys, you know, they did so well that, you know, many of them ended up playing in different places, but uh, to this day, they're exceptional players. They're still doing well, but the formula remains, you know, I mean, and that's the whole thing. Even with Brady gone, all of those different things that are going on, you know, you have an opportunity to do some, you know, some different things and yeah. you can turn around and look at them. Yeah, the Patriots are still a respectable team. Yeah, and I I think I'm um, just thinking about it, man. The Chiefs are about to be a very, a very good team, dangerous team. If they, especially if they, they if they pull off the Bradbury trade, that gives them that other corner that I was talking to you about that we were talking about earlier. They can pretty much do whatever they want because their only need would be edge rusher and linebacker and wide receiver. 
So that's three needs. And and that can all be addressed in the draft. Man, it's the same. It's the same thing. And they'll tell you, you know, you've heard the stories about how they will uh, catch monkeys in the wild and what they will do and how they'll. I have not heard this story. No, but I want to hear it. No, I want to hear it. Go but, ahead. But, but catch the, monkeys in the wild and what? Well, what they do is that they'll basically put him in a position where the monkey will go to grab something. And because he holds it so near and dear, he'll get his hand stuck in the trap and 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 refuse to free himself from the trap because he will go after what he's trying to get to for dear life. My point with it is a lot of people need to realize the the life-saving uh move that took place in us letting go of Tyreek Hill. It, it was going, if we had a try to keep him, if we had a try to keep him, it would have been devastating to our overall personnel mm. and ability to even maintain any reasonable level of decency uh, as far as having a salary cap that was going to, he would have crippled us salary cap wise yeah. for years. And I'm thinking, what are you thinking? Because you got all these contracts, right? You got, you still got to sign Orlando Brown Jr., right? That's going to be a big contract. Joe Tooney has a big contract. Mahomes' contract kicked in. Um, yeah. So you have all these big contracts. and like, you can't, there's no but way you, you can have, pay everybody. Well, you can't pay everybody, but you also have to have players that are willing to say, hey, if I have to adjust my contract here, or we got to kind of get me my money in a different way here, let me work with you. I'm going to have to take less now, get more later. Can I trust the front office to do this? I mean, we're talking about a quarterback who took a very, very team-friendly and oriented contract. He didn't try to put himself in a position where he was never going to be able to uh, enjoy uh, some quality players around him. But we take a look at Frank. What did he do? He came back renegotiated because he wants to what he wants to be here you know and that's my thing at what point as a player is there a level of diminishing marginal return where you say hey you know 35 million or whatever the case whatever the chiefs was going to offer him 25 million 25 million a year for four years won't keep you brother for Super Bowl chances and and the Super Bowl, so now you go to Miami. I respect it. You're going to get your 30 million, 72 guaranteed. Hey, brother, I can I cannot frown on you for that. They didn't brought you in on a private jet. You and your family already shopping for houses. This is wonderful if that's what you wanted. But I like what the Chiefs did, and I'll always respect the front office for it. Our, the organization is in a better place for the next seven years because we let go. We wouldn't like the monkey and just hold on for, we got it. No, we don't, man. Hey, bro, we got, we got, we got, yeah, right. we got Patrick Mahomes. Yeah. And here, here it goes. You're going to learn real quick. You're going to learn why you just out there playing around with Tua. You can go do your little team warm-up. <laughs> I'm just saying. You know, I'm like, so like, what was that? <laughs> bro. Hey, bro. Hey, call Patrick. See if he can't give you a tip. So, what I'm telling you is, is I don't have any lack of respect or anything. There were high hopes for Tua. But come on, Will. He been limping since he came into the league. And the thing about it is, is that now you got these two speed demons down there. And rumor has it, rumor has it that you just probably ain't going to be able to catch them in stride at their deepest point. (laughs) So now, you know, my thing with it is at some point, I always say never say never because you look around and Tyreek be like, bro, I can't do this. Hey, man, get me back. You can have it. And that's back. what Santa Sharp said. He's like, he got to go back to the locker room, just look at his check. Like, okay. Yeah. Let me get back. <laughs> and, that's, and, that's, and that's my point with all of it said and done. When you bring it up, uh, even about 
with Gilmore? How much? How much? Uh, how much is it? Is it worth it? How? How much is it? And the reason I say that is these rookies are coming out. I mean, ready roll now. We'll shutting it down. So the likelihood of us being able to, you know, with our scouting team's ability, being able to choose a very much viable, solid corner that can be raised up quickly and contribute right away out of the draft, hey, man, it's there. And I think that that's going to be the route that we're going to see to some extent. Now, the deal with the guy coming out of New York, if, if that just so happened to make sense, it'll be because it makes sense for our team financially. But what I don't think that you will see the Chiefs do anytime soon is entertain. Stop hitting that table. <laughs> but I, I, don't, I don't think that you'll see anybody entertain with the level of contract that we just saw Tyreek Hill. 30 million. No, 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 we ain't about 30 million a year is not happening for no. a receiver here or a corner. And at least not, not, you know what I'm saying, not this year or next year. You know what I'm saying? Maybe in the future yeah, that may but, happen with somebody, but, but as a team is currently constructed, no. No. And let's say this too. Orlando will make this real quick plane to your brother. So you know, <laughs> you're not the left tackle. I'm just going to say it. You ain't, you ain't, you ain't. He is right. the left tackle. What are you talking about? Hold He's on. going to be the left tackle. I understand that, but you're not the left tackle that currently right now is under contract, I believe, in San Francisco. So you're not, you're, you're not, you're not him. Okay, I don't want to hurt you. Williams. <laughs> no, you're not, you're not him. I don't, I saw him on the, uh, on the show. Uh, yeah, he's a beast. I am athlete or whatever. Bro, he's a he's a beast, and I, I, and I and he's very savvy. He's very intelligent, and I'm not saying you don't have that ability, but Mister Mister Brown, as you prepare <laughs> to negotiate, we ain't gonna be able to get no interviews. By the way, you be <laughs> I don't need that. We ain't gonna, we ain't gonna get no cheese players. Bro, yeah, you know, I'm, play I'm, gonna talk, I'm gonna tell the truth to you though. No, nah, hey, we ain't gonna hold back. Tell you how you feel. We fans. Hey, I'm we, just saying, but for the fans, by the fans, baby. I'm fan. I'm all for the fan, but I'm not gonna lie to you, Mr. Brown. You can go trying to demand that type of trick money if you want to. <laughs> you, you're gonna be on the first thing smoking up out of here. They're not gonna pay you that, bro. Don't try it. Don't <laughs> you try to ask William type money you want to, but you ain't getting it. <laughs> You ain't, you ain't, uh, you ain't. Hey, right. very okay. few offensive linemen can turn a whole game around. That dude. Oh, yeah, Trim. Yeah. Hey, he can turn a game around. Bro, you ain't there yet. I hope you get there. Hopefully, Thank hey, you. maybe one he, as he get older and get that man-man strength. You know what I'm saying? Didn't, but, they, uh, didn't they franchise tag him? Yeah, they franchise tagged him so they, they can work on the contract. So hopefully they'll, yeah. they'll come to, I forgot what the date is. In which they have to have a contract set by, or he ends up playing under that franchise tag. But I think they're definitely going to try to get something done. So, but that's that's what we got for the show uh, today, y'all. And um, next, our next show, we're going to talk about the AFC West. You know, we got to address that. That's that'll be a whole nother hour. So we're going to do that on our next episode. Talk about the state of the AFC West and the hierarchy and all that. <clears throat> don't don't. <laughs> I know. Yeah, that's going to be a good one. So we thank y'all for listening. Um, if y'all have any um, questions y'all want us to answer or any topics you want us to touch on, you can definitely send us an email at red and bold podcast at gmail.com. That's red and bold podcast at gmail.com. Um, we are under MTMB sports. That's my team, my voice sports. So be sure to check out MTMB sports and follow uh, MTMB sports podcast network on Twitter. Follow us on Twitter at red and bold It's R E D A N D B O L D. And, um, yeah, man, we uh we appreciate y'all listening and taking the time. Um, we're gonna do um let's do uh just one shout out real quick. We had a very a long show today, so we're gonna do uh, a shout out. Who's your shout out for today? For this, cut it, you know. cut it down, but don't cut out the times I was tapping because that was passionate. I ain't gonna be able to cut that out anyway. Don't cut that out. Don't if the taps are passionate. That's why I told you to stop doing it because it's, you know, it's gonna be on the audio. But they so. feel that. That's if you hear the tap, it was passion. So what I'm saying is. <laughs> Uh, my shout out today is going to be to a uh, new charity, uh, uh, Remember the Cross. Uh, Remember the Cross is a charity that has been started in honor of my father-in-law, David Scannell. Uh, recently, we dedicated a bench 
to him that is uh, currently um, at the Swope Parkway uh, Community Center uh, next to the pool in the workout circle uh, that has been sponsored by AARP as far as the uh, playground equipment there. Uh, but be on the lookout for the Remember the Cross. Uh, we are hopeful to implement a program called MAPS that is going to allow us to help hopefully uh, quite a few people in the Kansas City, Missouri area uh, with home health assessments from occupational therapists uh, that will be able to come out to homes and to make sure that the necessary things that can be done for you to be able to safely live in your home, no matter what age, no matter what disability, that, you know, that assessment can be provided to you from a license, again, occupational therapist. And then also we are hopeful that we uh, will get to a point where we will be able to at least subsidize some of the different equipment that they might recommend for you to add to your home that speak to your specific needs to stay safe and to uh, live more completely in a more independent, uh, happy life. So again, my shout out, Remember the Cross. Don't forget about us website, rememberthecrossinc.com. Right, rememberthecrossinc.com. I'm just going to ask you if y'all got a website yet. So um, I'll definitely be <clears throat> going to the website, checking it out, man. So awesome what you're doing man appreciate that um my shout out is going to go to um uh to outofdarkness.org um the website i believe is frontlineresponse.com it's called out of darkness and um out of darkness is an organization here in atlanta georgia that fights against human sex trafficking or child sex trafficking and um just trying to bring an end to that that is a billion dollar industry child sex trafficking is a billion dollar industry unfortunately and so um checking your you may not be in georgia <clears throat> you may be in another state you may be, if you're in kansas city there's definitely some organizations there check around wherever you live to look for an organization that fights against human human sex trafficking because it's very real um there are women who've been in it for years who are may go in and being 12 years old and come out being 30 years old um, if I don't get out, they're in it for like 18 years and grow to be an adult in that industry. <clears throat> I can only want to call that an industry. So, you know what I'm saying? It's a, it's a slave trade. That's what it is. You know what I'm saying? It's, so it's not an industry. It's a slave trade. It's slavery, modern day slavery uh, for sexual exploitation. They get boys, girls, men and women. So um, if you want to help out, check in your area um, to see where there are some organizations that fight against that maybe volunteer or donate some money or, or just see what their needs are and see how you may be able to help if that's something that you hopefully will feel um upset about like you know uh, we should hate what god hate and love love what god loves and Amen. so <clears throat> check out outofdarkness.org again this is um red and bold um we thank y'all for listening to uh, our show you know what i'm saying and uh it's a it's crazy me, me and joe right we um typically agree on the whole lot of stuff but when we disagree boy we be <laughs> hey man we but, rare, know, but we rarely we rarely have love. different point of views always love but i love it but oh yeah sharpens iron brother yes sir yes sir. Iron. yes sir i love it if you get done listening to us you're gonna be a little bit better and hopefully we are too yes yes sir yes sir so appreciate it man thankful to have uh mr joe moe as my co-host and uh red you know red and bold we're gonna keep talking cheese we get we have a, a wonderful season to look forward to y'all want y'all cheese fans to get excited just to be optimistic about what is to come because i'm telling you this team is going to be a lot better than some people think they think we've taken a step back because of losing tyreek hill on the offense but this team is probably going to be one of the better the best teams that Patrick Mahomes has had around him. So thank y'all for listening. Like I said, next time we're going to talk about the AFC West. It's red and bold. Um, holla back. Love y'all. Have a wonderful, wonderful day. Love y'all. Blessings. <laughs>